Welcome back. We're in Esther chapter 5, verse 1. Let's go. Esther chapter 5, verse 1. Let's get caught up. So, King Xerxes, at the request of one of his high lieutenants, uh, Haman, has made this decree in all the land that all the Jewish people in Persia would be killed on the same day. We're talking tons and tons and tons of people. And they're going to take all their spoils of war, right? Not really a war. You're just attacking a people in your own land who are living peacefully. But nonetheless, they're going to take their money and get rich off it and pay all the people to do this. And Mordecai, who was in the king's court, all was a Jewish person who kept his faith private. And now he came out public and said, I will not bow down to Haman. It made Haman so mad that Haman said, let's kill all of his basically relatives, all of the Jewish people. And Queen Esther, who is also a Jew, who was privately a Jew, did not tell anybody publicly about her faith, now is going to step out in faith and uh, work on protecting her Jewish uh, relatives and just the Jewish people in general, doing a wonderful thing in the position, especially in the position that she was given. So here we go, verse 5-1. Now it happened on the third day that Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace, across from the king's house, while the king sat on his royal throne in the royal house, facing the entrance of the house. So it was when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court that she found favor in his sight. Now I'm going to stop right there. She was. We, we read through this so simply. It's like, oh, she appeared. Take any American uh, home and a wife steps into a room with a husband. No problem. It's not like I'm going to kill you because I didn't call you into the room. You just stepped into the room without me calling you. But... In this culture, back then, in this time, you couldn't. the queen could not go in to approach the king, right? Very sad to think about, but this was just the fact of the time. So she was literally risking her life to appear before the king without being summoned. So there's a very high likelihood, not a small likelihood, a very high likelihood that he is going to put her to death right here just for showing up. But she's willing to do this for her people. She's willing to risk it all for a great purpose for purpose right so the question i have for you and you should have for yourself is what are you willing to risk for jesus are you willing to risk a friendship telling them about jesus knowing that they may say you know what take your religious stuff take your jesus stuff take your bible and church stuff and just go out i don't want to be a friend with you anymore are you willing to do that because many of us in the society say no i'm not but guess what if that person doesn't want to associate with you because you're trying to share truth with them in a loving and kind and gentle manner, then they're not a friend to begin with. They're not going to stick through through things with you in the highs and the lows, right? So don't worry about it. If you lose them as a friend, they weren't a friend anyways if they're going to drop you just because you share truth and loving kindness. Now, if you point in their face and say, I see all the sin that you're doing and you're awful and you're going to hell, you probably approached it the wrong way and I probably wouldn't want to be friends with you either. But sharing the gospel should be a nice, enjoyable, loving thing. And the more you do it, the more you'll get used to it. It's just like anything. Practice makes better, right? I see my kids sometimes, and they give up right when they try something new. We're starting pickleball right now, and, you know, it can be frustrating. It's fun, but it's also frustrating for someone. They're like, I wish I'd, you know, played tennis, or I wish I knew how to do this. It's like, this is how we learn. You just, you repetition and you take lessons and you take instruction and you watch and you learn and you practice right so we've got to flex our spiritual muscles our jesus muscles here esther finally because she's held her faith private her 
uh, I would say her whole life, but certainly in this the, this time we're talking about, and now she's finally going to sp- flex her spiritual muscles and show them. But she's not just risking losing a friend; she's risking losing her life. So it says, so it was when the king saw Esther standing in court that she found favor in his sight. And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. Then Esther went near and touched the top of the scepter. So here it was. When she went in, if he doesn't hold out the golden scepter for her to touch, then I know this sounds like a Harry Potter movie or something like that. But if he doesn't do this, then she is going to be killed. If he does this, then she's going to live. So at this moment, although we read it in a couple of words, right, one or two sentences, you're like, blah, blah, blah. No, this was huge, monumental. This would be like waiting for, you know, the results of a president election. You're on pins and needles. The results of a cancer diagnosis. The results of, uh, uh, you know, job acceptance or a college acceptance or something, right? That kind of uh, buildup. But even bigger because not just, social stuff and money stuff was online but her life as we as she knew it right verse three and the king said to her what do you wish queen esther what is your request it shall be given to you up to half the kingdom so he is very pleased with her the last time his queen disobeyed queen vashti when he was drunk and called her in so that he could pray at her before his friends she dishonored him denied him disobeyed him whatever word you want to use there she just said no right? Right or wrong. I think she was in the right to say that. I think he was in the wrong to do what he did. But regardless, he was the one with the power and he got her pushed out of office and he's got this new queen in. And he could have very well said, oh, here goes another one. Dang it. Uh, Queen Vashti's out. Now Queen Esther's going to be out. And I really like Queen Esther. She's beautiful. She's funny, whatever. You know, he he must really like her, but um, he kept her. But notice what he says here. He says, it shall be given to you up to half the kingdom. In Mark, the the book of Mark, we read of King Herod, who didn't like John the Baptist. Why? King Herod married his brother's wife, so he married his sister-in-law. And John the Baptist said, dude, that's not a good thing. You shouldn't be marrying your brother's wife. And King Herod didn't like that. Well, King Herod got drunk one night. What are you recognizing? Here in this story, we see King Xerxes got drunk and ended up Uh, making a bad decision with his wife, Queen Vashti. And here in the story I'm telling him in the book of Mark, as told in the book of Mark, King Herod got drunk, had his niece, who was also his stepdaughter, it's his brother's wife, now his wife, daughter of that lady, so it's a niece and a stepdaughter, brought in, and she danced before him, I'm guessing some sensual, you know, dance uh, before him, and he was so excited, he said, I will give you up to half the kingdom. Now, that niece and stepdaughter used that request for evil, and she had John the Baptist beheaded. But here, King Xerxes, uh, uh, they're going to use it for, uh, sorry, uh, Esther, got my words mixed up there, a lot of people going on. Queen Esther is going to use it for good. King Herod's niece and stepdaughter used it for evil. Here, Queen Esther is going to use this offer for wonderful things. Now, there's a Brandon Lake song, and the, and the lyric says, it's a wonderful song. If you haven't heard it, go you know, into your Pandora or Spotify and type in Brandon Lake, Miracle Worker. I think it's called Miracle Worker, um, but it may be a different song. Uh, it may be a different title. But the, the lyric says, the miracle workers work in the miracle out. The miracle workers work in the miracle out. Um, and the, the evidence is all around. So we've got that in mind here. God is working behind the scenes and making, orchestrating this, right? Just awesome. 
Verse 4. So Esther answered, If it pleases the king, let the king and Haman come today to the banquet that I have prepared for him. So she, she's in, she invites the king and one other person, Haman. Haman's the one who put out, who convinced the king to put out the decree to kill all of the Jewish people, which would include, ultimately, Queen Esther and Mordecai. And she's got a plan. She's like, let's go to a banquet. Let's talk about this. But she didn't tell him anything more. She says, I am hosting a special banquet just for you, King Xerxes, and for Haman. Now, notice she invited the king to have dinner with her, to spend time with her. Have you invited King Jesus to spend time with you? She risked her life to do this. What would you be risking to invite Jesus to spend time with you? Think about it. You're like, I don't have time to read the Bible. What are some things that you could change? Are you sleeping too much? Are you sleeping eight and a half, nine, nine and a half hours? You could change that so you could have time to read the Bible. Are you working out for an hour and a half a day? Cut that down. Reading the Bible is more important than building up your body. Yes, physical fitness is of, is of some value, as the Bible tells us, but it's not king. It's not the thing that should be the predominant priority in your life. Jesus should be. What are you risking? Are, are you saying, ah, I just don't want to risk telling anybody about Jesus because they may reject me? Really? Here, Queen Esther risked her entire life just to help her Jewish people. What are you willing to do to help the people around you who are dying? Because they're in a lost and dying world. They're sinners, just like you and I, but they're not clothed in the robe of righteousness. They haven't been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. What are you willing to do to start telling people about it? It's a, it's a question I want you to ask yourself. I can't solve it for you. It's an internal question that I want you after this podcast to ask yourself. King Jesus, our king, my king, risked it all to be with me, to be with you. He risked his own life, and he actually lost it for your sake. Verse 5, then the king said, bring Haman quickly that he may do as Esther has said. So the king and Haman went to the banquet that Esther had prepared. So they went immediately. At the banquet of wine, the king said to Esther, what is your petition? It shall be granted you. What is your request? Up to half the kingdom it shall be done. Then Esther answered and said, My petitioner request is this. If I have found favor in the sight of the king, and it pleases the king to grant my petition and fulfill, fulfill my request, then let the king and Haman come to the banquet, which I will prepare for them, and tomorrow I will do as the king has said. So she basically invites him to a banquet, serves him wine. He says, What's up? And she says, I'd love to take you up on that offer, right? You said, I'll give you anything up to half of the kingdom, which is basically a... Uh, slang for saying, within within reason, I'll give you whatever you want. Um, and she's saying, come back tomorrow. I'm going to think about it some more, and we'll talk about it. And we don't really know why she's procrastinating, needs another day. Is she nervous to talk about it? Probably. Is she worried she might be killed when she talks about it? Because she's saying she's Jewish, and they put out a decree to kill all the Jewish people, so she could be put out as queen. She could be killed immediately. Um, all of that. She could be worried about losing her place of position and power and maybe she's accustomed to that lifestyle at this point and doesn't want to give that up maybe she's still just praying through it with god we don't see anything of her praying but we did read of her uh saying that she was going to fast and uh so we don't exactly know why she procrastinated but she basically there's two banquets here the one she had and she said okay we need to meet again tomorrow for another awesome banquet and that's what's gonna gonna happen here so you you find the application that struck you. For me, the application is Queen Esther was willing to risk it all. What are you willing to risk to tell someone about Jesus? 
And I encourage you to do it today. Go tell someone about Jesus. Text a friend. Email someone. Call them on the phone. Post on social media. Pray with a coworker. Pray with a client. Pray with a boss. Play with, pray with an employee. Do something that says, you know what? I'm going to get out of my comfort zone to go witness. Because everybody has to get out of the comfort zone to go witness. Because comfort is usually built around like food, shelter, safety, money, job. And when you start witnessing for Jesus, you're putting one or more of those things at risk. But God calls you to do this. This is not optional. He says in Matthew 28, 19. It's 28, 19? I think it's 28, 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to obey all the commandments that I've given you. Right? Going and telling people about Jesus is not optional. May we do this today. Lord, give us the strength, give us the endurance, give us the uh, confidence. Help us to step out of our comfort zone. Help us to step into pain. Help us to step into discomfort. That's where entrepreneurs usually find success. That's where a lot of people in relationships find success. And that's where we find success with you, Lord, because we have to get out of our comfort zone and go and tell people about Jesus. And as we do that and practice that, we're going to get more comfortable, more bold, more loving with it, more gentle, and we're going to do it more. And then you can use this more for the glory of your your son, Jesus. In your amazing name, amen. This podcast brought to you in part by the Portfolio Protection Store, where smart investors go to protect their life savings from stock market losses. Visit our website to register for our webinar, theportfoliopertectionstore.com. The webinar is about portfolio protection and safe money ideas for ages 50 plus. Visit theportfolioprotectionstore.com. Located in Austin, Texas, license number 288-7886.